We begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for this morning, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, is from Ezekiel chapter 18. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by repeating this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, declares the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not just. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? When a righteous person turns away from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. For the injustice that he has done, he shall die. Again, when a wicked person turns away from the wickedness he has committed and does what is just and right, he shall save his life. Because he considered and turned away from all the transgressions that he had committed, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is not just. O house of Israel, are my ways not just? Is it not your ways that are not just? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, declares the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle today is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, 
any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question, and if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, from where did it come? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. And he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir, but did not go. Which the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you, For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. 
but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Curb those who by deceit or sword would wrest the kingdom from your son and bring to naught all he has done. Lord Jesus Christ, your power make known. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this morning are from the Old Testament lesson from Ezekiel chapter 18 that we have just read. Modern medicine is amazing, isn't it? While doctors don't have the answer to every disease and illness, it is remarkable how far we've come. And many of us are beneficiaries of it. Back in the 1980s, I worked in a hospital as a physical therapist, and I was doing cardiac rehab. And that hospital at that time scheduled four cardiac bypass surgeries nearly every weekday. Now, I'm sure they do very few, because the main technique now to fix a blocked artery in the heart is not to bypass the artery, but to insert a tiny mesh stent, much like the wire coil found in paper pens, or in pens, uh, into that artery. Those of you that have had that procedure, I'm sure, are glad that they didn't have to perform that very difficult cardiac bypass surgery. And I'm also sure many of you felt, wow, this is like having a new heart as the improved blood flow means being able to breathe, to move, to live in a much, much more pleasant way. And some of you would take it even a step further with joy, saying, I have a new spirit. Today's reading from Ezekiel also talks about a new heart and a new spirit. Our Lord speaks to the people of Israel, saying, He gives just that, a new heart and a new spirit. Self-pity is common in tough times, and we see that here in the text. The Israelites have been carried off into captivity into Babylonia. Their reaction, according to the first verses in the text, 
It's their father's fault. The fathers have eaten some grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. They they refused to take individual responsibility, claiming instead they were a victim. They refused to admit their own rebellion against God, which leads to separation. And they even take it a step further. God is not a just God, they proclaimed. Certainly a self-righteous statement. The same self-righteousness is also so common that we sometimes blame others for our messes and also have to admit this self-righteousness feels good, like an addiction. We feel pleasure in putting others down and what's actually happening is that in our own minds we are elevating ourselves by putting others down. It is so hard to face up to our own failures. We blame someone else. I got this speeding ticket because the person in front of me was going so slow for so long. We can even blame God, just like Adam did with the fruit in the garden. Well, God, you gave me this woman. That is how we can think. Yet God does not give up on us. Out of his love for the Israelites, he urged them to depart from the path of self-pity, of self-deception. Why will you die? God asked. God encouraged them instead to put away their evil deeds, cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed. He encouraged them because, as the text says, I have no pleasure in the death of anyone. There was a better way, better than self-pity, better than self-deception, a way that leads to life. Cast away the transgressions through repentance. Receive a new heart and a new spirit. God promises a new heart and a new spirit for us as well. A new heart and a new spirit means things are made anew. It means having another chance, a new day, a new opportunity. Instead of blaming God for our problems, we can thank him. Thank him for a new heart and a new spirit. They are available to us because of what he has done for us. He takes no pleasure in the death of anyone. And so he sent his son, his son Jesus, to do for us what we cannot do ourselves. Jesus took our self-deceptions and self-righteous indignation and put them on himself and died on the cross with them. And he did so so we can be free of those delusions. And this, this is no delusion. We have a new heart and a new spirit. It was given to us in baptism. As scripture proclaims, this baptism now saves you. This new person in us continues to grow and thrive as it is fed on the word of God and also fed in the sacrament of Holy Communion. 
This new heart and new spirit has a renewing power in our lives. This means we don't have to try to cover up our sins in some sort of self-deception. This means we don't have to try to find satisfaction in our lives through self-righteous indignation, which usually only adds misery to our lives. This means that we have a true and reliable source of life in Jesus Christ. And this means that, first of all, we need not fear death, for it has been conquered. It means having the power to live our lives every day in the here and now and not, not be afraid. It makes it possible to look at today's epistle and to do what it says, living in humility to the interest of others. Imagine, just imagine the renewing power in our lives when we begin to put into practice all this through the new heart and the new spirit God gives us through Jesus Christ. Imagine that. God gives us a new heart and a new spirit so that we can live a new life. It's like the heart patient after surgery. A new lease on life. Another opportunity. An opportunity to start living again. That's what we have. That's what we have in Christ Jesus. All this is ours when we, as the text from Ezekiel says, turn and live. For this certain promise, we give great thanks to God. Amen. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you this day grateful for you have given us your son. He has completed the work of the cross and we indeed are forgiven by grace through faith in him. In the comfort of this grace, we come before you now on behalf of your people in need. And so we lift up before you Nicole, Dottie, Lauren, Marge, Alfred, Brecken. Audrey, Janine, Randy, Lance, Arthur, Floyd, Sharon, Jana, Cheryl, Barb, Don, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Keith, Glenn, Meredith, Darlene, Nick, Jeanette, Don, Parker, Fred, Doris, Verda, Kyle, Sandy, Taffy, and all those in our hearts that are not mentioned here. We thank you, dear Father, for the grace given to them in these difficult days, and we ask if it be your will 
that you'd bring healing to them in their time of adversity, in their time of illness, injury. And we ask your blessings upon them. And in addition to healing, dear Father, we pray that you would bring them strength and faith by the power of your Holy Spirit, that in the midst of their adversity and recovery, they would know of your grace and your mercy each and every day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up before you Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, Daniel, Cameron, and all those who serve in our armed forces. We pray to your Father that you bless them with the abilities that they need to do the work that is before them each day. We pray that they do it to the glory of your name and for the benefit of the people you have given them to serve. And we ask that they do this work in faith by the power of your Holy Spirit, that uh, again, it would bring glory to you and be a benefit to us. Bless them and keep them strong in faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we lift up before you those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we ask your Father, in these difficult days, that you bless them with great wisdom. We ask that they look to you and to you only for this wisdom. And we pray that their work may be a benefit to us, your people, while bringing glory to your name. And we ask, dear Father, uh, that you bless them in these most difficult days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up the youth of our church as uh, they have returned to school and are in the midst of learning. We pray that you give them the skills that they need to learn the things that are before them each and every day. And we pray also, dear Father, that uh, you give them a great desire to learn more of the gospel of your Son, that they would know of your grace and mercy throughout their days and be strengthened in faith by it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up our community, our state, our country, and our world as we deal globally with this pandemic. We pray boldly, dear Father, that you would bring to us a vaccine that would be very effective. We pray also, dear Father, for appropriate treatments that would be of great benefit to those who are afflicted with the virus. We also pray for those who are on the front lines uh, dealing uh, with uh, everyday activities, either in hospitals or nursing homes uh, or in grocery stores or other places uh, that, where they need to work and are exposed to uh, potentially uh, this virus. And we ask for their protection. We pray, dear Father, that you would bless us in these days. And again, we boldly ask for a, a quick end to this pandemic. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in
Just close.